Hello and welcome to another episode of I Know I Love, the podcast where I, Kevin, talk about all of the things that I know that I love in the world of entertainment. So that could be from films to music to video games and, of course, television shows. Um, so as I mentioned last week um, when I did my 10th episode on Scream, this the film series, um, I kind of switched stuff around towards the end of October uh, for various reasons because the band that I'm going to talk about today because I'm doing music today, um, I actually ended up seeing on last Wednesday, um, basically a week ago, um, and I wanted to just do the episode on them like after, you know, fresh from the concert and everything. Like I just, I didn't want to do like a recording before I saw it or like, I don't know. I just decided to give myself time to sort of like let the, the concert I went to sort of, um, set in and then like I could have, of course, more uh, present things to talk about, even though, of course, this was a band that I've loved for many, many years. Um, and so let's get to it. So the band that I'm going to be talking about today is the band The Hives. Um, the Hives have been around for a really long time, um, and I love this band. I've loved this band for so long, um, and it took me just about, I mean, in terms of when I discovered them, it took me basically about 18 years um, to finally be able to see them live. Um, and so I was really excited for that. Um, just some backstory about the band. Um, they are from Sweden and they kind of, their their style is sort of like in the realm of, um, they kind of came around in the early 2000s for like the sort of garage uh, punk, garage rock revival. And you could classify a lot of their music as that genre, I guess, if you were going to. Um, there's elements of just standard punk, of course, and I hear a lot of post-punk and some of their stuff, some experimental things here and there. Um, but a lot of, the, pretty much most of their, their catalog is just um, very frantic, um, energetic sort of styled songs. Um, that are just really catchy and really great. Um, the band has like a really, uh, they have a five member band. So, um, just going down the list, all of the, all of the members have, um, different personas. So like they have like their name, like their actual, you know, birth name. Um, they sort of create, uh, like a moniker for their stage name. So, um, the lead singer is, uh, he goes by Pele Almfist. Um, Howlin' Pelly Alpmist, sorry, um, but his actual name is Per Almqvist. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, his brother is also in the band, Nicholas Almqvist, in the band. His moniker is Nicholas Arson. He's one of the uh, lead guitarists, or is the lead guitarist, I should say. Um, then there's Vigilante Karlstrom. Also, Michael Carlson is his actual name. He is the rhythm guitarist, also does some of the backing vocals. Um, there's uh, Chris Dangerous, who is personally my favorite drummer um, of any band, um, whose actual name is Christian Gron. And then formerly Dr. Mac Destruction or Matthias Bernval um, was the bassist for the band. And then he left them, I believe, in 2013. And now they have um, the Johan and only, who is Johan Gustafsson, who is now their principal bass player for their live shows and I'm assuming when they record another album when that should happen um, I don't know if Matt will be a part of that or Johan I'm not sure um, and so right off the bat I mean you can tell they kind of have like sort of a funny um, sort of stage presence and that translates the more and more you get into sort of the history of this band um, 
just some sort of backstory of kind of how they came together. So they'd been around, um, I think they formed in like 1993. Um, and when they originated, and, and they've pretty much carried the same narrative uh, throughout their band's history, they claim that um, the principal songwriter and the manager of their band is a man named R Randy Fitzsimmons. Randy Fitzsimmons, they claim, you know, discovered them and he, you know, asked them to form a band. And so they've just, you know, gone along with his orders and, you know, performed the songs that he writes. However, um, as you sort of delve into sort of the mystique of this band and, and like what they're about, you'll come to find that fans have never seemed to actually see a person named Randy Fitzsimmons with the band. Like he's not, um, there's no pictures of him. No one knows if he really exists. There's sort of this idea that one of the members is um, actually Randy Fitzsimmons uh, under a pseudonym as the principal songwriter. Um, and it wasn't until like some years later as they were a band um, that there was discovery that there is a pseudonym of Randy Fitzsimmons under Nicholas Arson's name, who is the lead guitarist. So a lot of people think that he's the one who writes all the songs um, and, and it's actually him sort of like heading everything with the band. However, the band continues to deny this and claims that, you know, Randy Fitzsimmons is a six member. He is a real person. Um, I think it's the third album um, that they have Tyrannosaurus Hives where I think it's the album where uh, there's like an extra pair of legs on the cover even though there is no face to basically they they are claiming that is I guess supposed to be Randy Fitzsimmons in the background so we'll never know I guess um, but there's a lot of fun mystique to this band which I really love that because I think that's kind of what music should be um, of course there's a time and a place for like you know, serious, you know, very serious and thought-provoking types of music out there. And I mean, there's plenty of that to go around. Um, but there's not as many, I feel like, bands like The Hives nowadays um, that just pretty much set out to just be like true rock and rollers. Um, and they literally just put their money where their mouth is. I mean, they've been doing this for a really long time. And I mean, if you watched um, like a video from them when they first started till now, I mean, other than physically aging i mean they perform very similar um very energetic type of shows um nothing has changed and that that was evidenced um you know in the show i went to in orlando at the house of blues on on this past wednesday um a week ago um that was the same thing like it's not that i expected them to be like oh they're older now and you know they're gonna just play the songs no i mean it was like literally watching it when i discovered them um, when I discovered this band was actually when I was in high school in 2003. I was a junior in high school. Uh, actually, I would have been, let me think. No, I would have been going into my, um, it was my 2003, 2004 year. So I would have been a senior that year. And um, essentially, I mean, I, I actually clearly remember discovering the hives um, because I remember in class, some of my classes I would have like, um, I'd have certain classes where we would be able to work on the computer and like a class like web design I remember taking and then I was in journalism also. And while we would all work, like me and my friends and stuff, we kind of sit around and talk as we were typing out stuff or working on whatever. Um, we often used a, um, it was like sort of a streaming radio service that was like on the internet. 
And I, for the life of me, I'm like picturing the logo. And I even before I started recording, I was like, what was the name of that? And I cannot remember the name of the streaming service. Um, it was something, it was similar to Pandora, but it was not Pandora. Um, and I remember the low, it was kind of like purple and like the logo I think was orange. Um, but we used pretty much, it was like really popular back then. And, um, me and my friends, we used to log on to it in high school for those classes that we would be on the computer and we would just like stream different radio stations and they had all different sorts of genres and, um, rock rap, you know, classical, like whatever you wanted. Um, and for some, somehow, um, I stumbled upon like sort of a punk sort of station or like, it was kind of like an alternative rock kind of station. As I'm talking right now, I'm really thinking like, I'm going to remember what the name of the station is. So if you know the station I'm talking about from the early 2000s with that kind of purplish orange, DM me on Instagram because I, like, I, I feel like as I'm talking during this whole thing, I'm going to be thinking about that station and trying to figure out what it was. But anyway, the station streamed different genres and so i stumbled upon this one particular genre and i'm just listening and on the the streaming radio service um comes the song hate to say i hate to say i told you so which is pretty much the hives like biggest song and it just had this immediate accessibility to it really good guitar intro riff um really catchy like kind of like screaming vocals but not like where the singer's gonna like lose his vocal cords screaming but just like really into the song and it just had like a really booming chorus and propulsion of rhythm and there's like a lot of cool elements to the song bass parts and everything um and i just remember being like wow this is really different like and i had heard punk bands and stuff before and i i, I like punk there's a lot of punk bands i'll be talking about on this uh, podcast down the line but the what the hives were doing with it was it was they were putting like more of a catchiness on it as as far as i'm concerned like it was like they were they had sort of like the really strong like power chord type of stuff going on that you'll hear um really like very pushing um pounding rhythm section but like the mel there's still like some like really interesting melodic quality that goes with their songs that it's almost like you almost have to sing along with it like and not that there's not punk songs like that but it was just more catchy than what i had been you know what i had heard before um and so that i and i i distinctly remember sitting in my web design class working on something and like that song coming on and i was like what is this and so of course being me um i got home and i just did all the research on this band the hives i didn't know what they were about and so as I did my research, I, I discovered like they had like this whole sort of uniform quality to them. Like they only wore black and white when they perform live. So if you look from when they started, even till today, every live show they perform, they're all wearing some form of black and white and like really dressy types of clothes. So like um, there's been years like presently they're they were donning at the show I was at. Um, it was like kind of like a white uh cream colored tux top with black pants and black dress shoes and like some of them had a bow tie i think not all of them did though some of them just like unbuttoned the top collar but that was like the thing and so by the end of the show they're all like kind of sweaty in these like tuck shirts and everything looking really fancy but like playing this very like heavy like garage punk garage rock whatever you want to call it um, and that's been something that they've been doing for years. Um, in their early days, I mean, it was kind of like, I think he was more, uh, kind of like just 
your standard black pants, you know, maybe some white belt suspendery types of stuff. Um, and then as they progress, like if you look at pretty much all of their album covers, um, their first, so their first album again is, uh, night is 1997. It's called barely legal. Um, that's definitely going to be like their more punk, um, very, very, very punk, um, heavy sounding album. It like literally comes and goes so fast that whole album, but on the cover, all black and white in 2000, they have one of their biggest albums, Vinny Vidi Vicious, and all of them are wearing like black suits, whites on uh, shirts. And like, there's just a still a black and white quality. The background's white. Then they get into uh, Tyrannosaurus Hives, which is their third album. And that is where that, I think that's actually when they started wearing what they wore when I saw them um, last week, um, which is like the white sort of tux, cream tux with the black pants. Um, and then their album after that was the black, the fourth album was black and white album. And that one, um, it's kind of, I think that's when they were doing, yeah, that's when they were doing their like sort of school uniform look. So it looked like really, really sleek black suits with kind of like black and white striped ties, um, neckties. And then their most recent album was in 2012, which is called Lex Hives. And that one, I think they get a little more like early 1900s. Like I think they have like top hats on and that's more of like a really really fancy tux um, type of look. So they really care about the show. And I think that's something that sets them apart from a lot of bands, not just punk style bands, but a lot of um, bands presently, um, that they continue to invest in that um, spirit of a live band, I think is really awesome. And I think it's something that, that they haven't abandoned that. I, I really enjoy that because they, you can tell like they're still having fun with it as music like that should be. Music like that, I believe, should be um, fun and frantic and nonsensical at times. And, you know, you don't want to overthink it. Um, that's kind of the point. Um, and so some of the reasons why um, I really know that I love this band, um, and I mentioned this before, um, they're the f- sort of frantic way that they construct their songs um and when you listen to all of their albums beginning to end um it's just like every song just kind of hits you over the head one after the other um there i think for most of their albums i mean there's usually like one song thrown in the album that kind of like um slows things down a little bit and then they come right back and they just keep hitting you over the head with like really non-stop um just frenzied rock that they're able to translate that on an album and also live is really amazing um i think sometimes when bands similar to this or like with sort of similar sounds or like um from sort of that punk thing uh going on i think sometimes it can like it's easy to lose that on the album like on the on the recording but somehow like when you listen to the the hives and you listen to the album and then you actually watch the band live, um, it really does translate equally. Like when I saw them live, I was like, holy crap, like this sounds just like the album in like the best way, except it's even louder and amazing. And I'm like right in front of them. Um, and so it, I was very, very impressed with that. Um, the, the live show of them, um, if you ever have like a chance to see the hives live, I mean, it is one of the best live shows I've been to just because it is relentless. Like it is, it was nonstop. Like, I mean, and their set list was really good. Um, I mean, they pretty much played most of what I expected them to play and some surprises. 
Um, but I mean, from the moment they stepped on the show, like they did not stop. Like the drummer came on the show first to kind of open the rhythm section. I think they opened with a Lex Hive song. Um, I think it was come on. And, um, as they come on, come on out one-on-one, I mean, Pele goes into his like, um, lead singer mode, like kicking in the air, scissor kicks, like jumping in the crowd. I mean, it was like amazing. It was so fun. So that live energy that they have just for me sets them apart from a lot of bands um, that aren't always able to translate their album work or vice versa. When I saw them live, um, I fortunately, like I wasn't even trying to really get there like so I could be like up front. I was kind of just going to enjoy it wherever in the venue. Um, and there, it just, I mean, I got there like at a good time in like the front row, like right where like Nicholas Arson, the lead guitarist would be, was just open. So I literally just went right up to the front of the stage and just like was in front of him the entire time. It was like really amazing just to see this like awesome musician just like right in front of your face. Um, and like Pele came down into the audience multiple times, got inside of the audience, like high five people, patted people on the shoulder. I mean, he was like really involved and really um, connected as he always is if you YouTube them. I mean, you'll always see that. Um, but it was just really, it was so, um, it was, it was, it was so nostalgic for me because I, I just, it took me straight back to when I first discovered them and like heard, like, I hate to say I told you so, um, which is an amazing song, but I just, it was like, it took me so far back. I mean, literally 18 years and I, for years I have been like dreaming for them to come to Orlando specifically or Tampa even. And like, they just hadn't, I mean, not that I knew of. Um, and so to get to see them was amazing. In addition to sort of the frantic way their songs go, like I mentioned before, the catchiness of their songs. Um, it's not like, I mean, it's not like just straightforward guitar work going on. I mean, there's a lot of intertwining guitar work going on, a lot of intricacies, um, with the, the, um, sort of composition of their, of their work. Um, where it's like, oh, this sounds super punk. And then when you really listen to it, you're like, ooh, but there's like a lot of really interesting things going on that I didn't notice before. And that makes you really want to re-listen to it again and again to kind of try to figure out, you know, exactly, you know, how are they putting uh, this together? And I think, I think sometimes when you listen to a lot of punk bands, it, it's so, it's almost like so, it's so heavy, which is great. Um, and often catchy, but like, it's very easily accessible. So like, um, and it's not just because like, you know, I play guitar and like, I kind of can pick apart songs and kind of figure out a little bit what's going on sometimes. Um, and it's just, it's more than that though. Like there's sort of an accessibility to punk rock. That's just like, here you go. Like, it's just, we're, we're not trying to trick you or hide anything. It's like all straightforward. Um, with the hives though it's kind of like they're doing that but they also have this mystique of course not just in their biography and the history of how they came together um but in their music as well like there's so much more than meets the eye with this band and i love that like i love sort of the mystique behind them and um that they hold on to that is just really cool and so that catchiness in their songs um it just has that like punk quality that is recognizable but they often venture into other genres as well. Um, I would argue that, ease, I, for me, their third album, Tyrannosaurus Hives, and their fourth album, the Black and White album, I think those are definitely their two most 
um, experiment, like they have their most experimental moments. I won't call them experimental albums, but there's songs on there that you're like, oh, okay, that's that's different for them. I mean, having listened to what they've done before, and so it's it's breaking new ground, but it's also like not like completely trying to be something um, that you know they're not. Um, and I again, another thing is just that I the reason why again I know I love them is because I really love their aesthetic. Um, and that's something that like I can't say for every band that I love. I mean, there's a lot of bands that I love, but like the aesthetic of the hives, I mean, like the black and white thing, wearing that all the time. Um, the personas of each of them. I mean, when they get when they come on stage, I mean, they really are all in character. Um, I, I imagine like they're pretty cool, chill people like behind the scenes or whatever. But like when they come on stage, it's like we're going to completely knock your socks off and like get ready. I mean, and all of them are so in sync on that level. Like you you can just kind of look at the crazy facial expressions each of them will have. And they're all so engaged with each other, but also especially with the audience. I mean, they don't really do a ton of interacting with each other on the stage because it's all for you. It's all for the fans it's all for the show, for the performance and everything um, for that for that hour or whatever long time you're in, in the venue. Um, and that's what it's for. And I think that translates on their album, but it especially translates in their live shows as well, where you really understand like, okay, like they're not just being like silly with this aesthetic thing. Like it really does something like it. It put it sets the tone for like everything. It sets the tone for the songs. Um, for just like the concert vibe itself. Um, And that's something that kind of, it wasn't like I didn't realize that. It was just, it was so evident once I was finally able to see it in person. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like this is, I mean, not that I didn't get it because I love them, but like I really get it now. And that's exactly how it felt when I was there. And so just to recap, um, you know, again, overall, what makes this band great, like I said, their energy, they just, they do not let up. There was not a time during the show where I was like, eh, okay, like how much more are they going to play? Like this was taking forever. Not at all. Um, I mean, it was literally like, oh my God, what are they going to play next? Like, I can't believe this is happening. Like it went so fast. Um, and, and it was a long show. I mean, they, it was probably like, I would say about a 15 song set, um, maybe a little longer. Um, but it just went by in a flash and their songs aren't super short. It's just, it, it just flew by because you were just having so much fun and all of the fans were like just in the moment. And I loved the other thing I really loved being there was the demographic of the fans of the fans that were there. Um, and that's another thing that I love with bands like this is often they draw a lot of variety and diverse fans. I mean, there was like, you know, I'd say people in their fifties or, or older. Um, there was like, you know, people in their thirties or twenties and, and you know, every of that. And then there was really young people too, like college age and some a little bit younger than that. So, I mean, it was really like, wow, like everyone can come together and really enjoy this band for what it is. Um, you know, no one's trying to be like super too cool for school or anything. It just, we all were there to appreciate and admire this amazing band, The Hives. They have really stayed true to their vision. Um, there's a lot of bands that I really truly love, but sometimes they've kind of like, they'll, they'll say things like, oh, we've matured or something like that. And it's like, um, when that happens, sometimes the music kind of 
is like eh, a wah wah wah. Um, and with the hives, that has not been the case. I mean, every single album they put out is amazing. You can literally jump into any album and be right at home. And then if you like it, you're definitely gonna like the other ones. Um, I mean, that's how I feel. With all of that in mind, I mean, it's just to me so apparent that the hives really have just this consistency. Like that is a word I would just use to describe them. They're consistent in their song craft writing. Um, they're consistent in their personas. They're consistent in their live performance. The quality of their albums do not let up at all. Um, it's kind of a shame. I mean, they haven't put out any like new album since 2012. So it was very surprising when like they you know posted, oh, we're touring um, Florida and the United States and other places. Um, and I was like, well, like, do they have a new album? And they don't have a new album. I mean, I don't know if they're working on something, but it has been nine years since Lex Hives came out. And so that was like their fifth album. And so for it to be that long and them, this, them still tour um, as they have been and like all those people to show up still for this band, I mean, that just shows the love that people have for this band because they really work hard, I think, to put on a good show and make great songs and make great albums. That being said, um, of course, I love all of their albums, and it's like, I love, I mean, there's a lot of bands I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to say this again and again, but they're one of those bands that, like, I never have to worry about, like, mm, I don't know if I want to buy their their album, because, like, mm, what if it's not good? Like, they've, for me, they've already proven themselves, like, I will buy anything, like, the Hives put out, because, like, they're that consistent, and I trust their judgment and, like, their abilities as, um, you know, songwriters and, and a band and stuff that I'm not ever worried about like the lack of quality because they always have that. Um, that being said though, um, it's really interesting listening to their catalog beginning to end because all of their albums are definitely like consistent. Like it all sounds like it came from the same band, but I love each album differently for different reasons. Um, it's kind of weird though because whenever um, the one album actually, and just a little side story here, one album that I was actually quite like, mm, I don't know, was actually Tyrannosaurus Hives, which was their third album. And I was coming off of, I mean, this was like in 2004, so I was, I had just discovered them like earlier on in that part in 2003. So I had sort of like the fall semester of high school to kind of enjoy them. When I discovered them, I, I discovered their second album first, essentially, and then I went and bought their first album, and so I kind of went backwards, and so by the time I got to the summertime, which is when their third album was coming out, I didn't have to wait very long, and so I had listened only to Vinny Vidi Vicious, their second album, and Barely Legal, their first album, for the longest time, and like, so I was, I didn't know what to think about, like, something new coming from the Hives. And when I heard Tyrannosaurus Hives, I was kind of like, okay, this is good, but it's, why does it sound different to me? Like, I don't know what it is. And like, it wasn't like I didn't like it, but I was like, I don't know. I was like, for the longest time, I was like, I don't know if I love this or not. And I will tell you, I swear that Tyrannosaurus Hives is my favorite Hives album. It is my favorite Hives album it, it, because it's, it's the album that I found myself over the years. I continue to come back to more and more and more. Um, I, of course, I re-listened to all of their albums a million times, but like that album is just one where I like, I always think like, why didn't I not love this album when it came out? Like, I don't know, maybe I was having like a bad week or something. I don't know. But since then it, it wasn't even like it had to grow on me. It was already amazing. I just wasn't ready for it. I don't know. At that point in my life, I just wasn't ready for that album. And then like 
a couple years went by and then I came back to it after, you know, the CD and I was like, no, this is actually like freaking amazing. And I don't know what I was thinking and like why I don't like it. And I've talked to other people about this and they're like, oh my God, how did you not love that album? Tyrannosaurus Hives, their third one. I was like, I have no idea because that to me has their best songs. It has like some of Chris Dangerous, their drummer, some of his best moments. And let me tell you, he is as amazing live as he is on that album. Like there is a song um, on the album called um, Two Time and Touch and Broken Bones. And they played that live. And I remember when I first heard that on their, in 2004, I was, I was like, oh, they're using like a drum machine. No, 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 no. It's not a drum machine. It was him. He's literally playing that. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I mean, and when you watch him live, you're like, how is he playing this? Like he, his arms, like how, <laughs> like the speed it would take to play that song. If you listen to it, it's like, what the crap? So, um, it is just it's not even just impressive from like a technical standpoint it's just an amazing album and i just i i stand by it and like anybody that has issue with the album i i don't know if anyone does because everyone seems to love it i was the only one not on board so now i am um it just took me some time so yeah so anyway the hives is a band that i just i know that i love and um i will continue to love and even though it took me 18 years to see them uh, live. I hope it does not take me that long to see them again. I hope that they come out with new albums. Um, I hope that they come back to the United States because they were amazing and they were really nice. And um, I even uh, caught one of the uh, guitar picks from Nicholas Arson. So that was cool. So it says like the hives and his name on the back. Really cool stuff. Um, they, they're just a fun, fun band. I think it would be super awesome to meet them. I, they just seem like they seem like really nice but like fun and just like really talented. I mean, obviously they're talented, so um, they just have a lot going for them. And I just, I never want to see the hives like quit or anything because they're just, they're too good. They're too good. And there's just nobody like them. There really is. I mean, even there's bands that kind of sound like they, they, they could sound a little bit like the hives maybe, but no one does like the whole show, like the whole shebang of the, you know, the, personas and like all of that stuff none of them no one does it even close to what the hives do so that is why i know that i love the hives um i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and until next week where we start off the beginning of the month of november have a good week and thanks again for listening thank you for listening today i know i love podcast if you like what you heard please follow me kevin craddock on instagram at i know i love podcast here you can find current information and links to future episodes as they are produced Thanks again for listening.